Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living That Belle Vie. I am your host, Monday Young, international life and business coach. And, and this month, we are celebrating Black History Month. And so I wanted to have on here, um, today we're going to be interviewing Kevi Donna, who has created um, a tour that tells the story of interesting black people who came to Paris to make their mark. Now, his company is called um, Le Paris Noir, and Kevin has been doing these tours since 2013. He's been interviewed everywhere, and I even sent my family on his tour who were so touched they were sort of weeping at the end. So, he has had been giving people a very powerful experience taking them through the history of black people in France. And I'm glad to have him on here today to talk a bit about that. So hello, Kevi. Hi, Monday. Hi, everybody. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yes, it's a real pleasure. And I'm and I'm excited to get to talk to you for the first time since I sent my family on your tour. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. And uh, yeah, yeah, and I was happy to to see that you remembered them <laughs> as they were probably crying. I'm not sure how often that happens, but <laughs> it happened once. It happened once, and I, of course I would remember. Yes, yes, yes. So you know, my family was really touched by that. So I thought, you know, you're the perfect person to to really to help us to celebrate, you know, sort of black history and especially black history in France. And I just want, before we get into actually what you do and what people can experience on their journey with you, um, to tell us just a little bit about yourself and how you got it, got started sharing this sort of rich history with, with people. Yeah. So First, I, I need to talk about where I'm from. Uh, I, I was okay. born and I was born and raised in Martinique, and nice. that's a story itself already. Because I moved to mainland France like 17 years ago as a student, and then okay. I traveled, and I realized people didn't know Martinique so much. So when I would meet with uh, foreigners, I would tell them I'm from Martinique, and people are like, "Never heard of it. Where are you from? What is your nationality?" Yeah. and then yeah. I would need to explain that Martinique used to be a French colony. It's not a colony yeah. anymore. Technically, officially, yeah. it's not a colony anymore because the word colony sounds bad. So it's a region <laughs> of the other part of the French Republic. Therefore, if you were born in Martinique, you were a French citizen and blah, 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 blah. And then I became a tour guide in 2011. Uh, before that, I studied a uh, so what so what drew you to being a tour guide was is are you just a curious person you like talking to people how did that evolve coincidence okay coincidence i love yeah, coincidences yeah yeah so first i, I, I studied uh, um political studies political studies and then public health management so i was supposed to work in the management of nursing homes and local okay. hospitals i didn't like it right i still needed a job and I was in Paris, and a friend of a friend told me, if you know Paris and you speak English, uh, you can work with us as a tour guide. And my English nice. was terrible. I didn't know Paris at all. But uh, like, Americans, like Americans say, uh, fake it till you make it. So I That's right. A, <laughs> I became a tour guide in February 2011, doing walking tours uh, around the Cathedral of Notre Dame uh, before it burned. 
uh, and in the Latin Quarter, on the in the south of, of Paris, like really beautiful historical neighborhoods, and um, and I really enjoyed it. But at the same time, I wanted to have something a little bit deeper, a little bit more personal. I was right. Okay. Asking myself a lot of questions: Do I belong in here? What am I doing here? Mm. Uh, um, yeah, a lot of questions about my French identity. Identity. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. At yeah. the same time. When you when you when you do this type of, of work where you meet with people from all over the world, yeah. uh, not everybody is open minded and nice sure. and uh, voila. And so people are asking me lots of questions, not necessarily mean questions, but just questions. They were curious about diversity in Paris, about where I was from, etc. And right. doing tours about the Black history of Paris. I was not the first one. There were people before me doing doing tours about the Black history of Paris, but most of them were african-americans telling the stories of african-americans but not really the french colonial past and i'm from the french colonial past so i wanted to, mm. to have these tours uh we would you know focus on us a little bit more and this is how it happened nice nice and would you say like how did you how did you get involved in in the research what what started you down that path and gave you that gave you this sort of broader view about just you know, history of the history of people of color. How did you navigate all of that information? Well, um, first, I had to read books. I had to watch documentaries <laughs> and meet with uh, historians and scholars and so on. And plus, back then, I used to live in the fifth arrondissement, in the Latin Quarter. And okay. so it's a very touristy neighborhood. It's the neighborhood of schools, universities, and students, the University of La Sorbonne, the Luxembourg Garden. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Um, and when I started to get interested in black history, I realized that in this very iconic intellectual neighborhood, everybody from the founders of La Negritude to people like James Baldwin or Richard Wright, everybody used to be there. And right. I was not, I was doing tours every day in the neighborhood and I was not mentioning them. And I was like, right. I'm black, I studied political uh, studies, I live in the Latin Quarter, I'm doing walking tours in the Latin Quarter and I don't know so mm. much about them, there's a problem. Uh, could be interesting to do something about that. And sure, this sure. This started about ten years ago. Nice. I mean, that's. I mean, that's fantastic. And you know, bravo to you to just sort of enriching the history. It's nice when we have a full picture of, you know, everyone who has contributed. I think to the richness of what we're all experiencing now. So I just I want you to tell me a bit about how when you started the tours, cause I know I've seen, I've seen interviews of you in French and, um, and I think that your tour got a lot of sort of eyes on it. Why do you think that was, why was it just something people, do you think French people were first reserved about the idea of having a Pacific sort of tour of people of color? How do you think that was received when you first sort of started the idea? When I started the idea, I got some uh, mediatic attention, of course, and um, it was nice. They were curious, but yeah. at the same time, they, they, were, they were cautious. They were, almost all of them would ask the same question at some point. Is it political? Uh, is it for everybody? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. 
And I would shrug a little bit. I was like, man, come on. I, I went to a school of political studies with white French people. I know yeah. I'm not going to tell you. It is only for my brothers and sisters. I don't want the white devil. <laughs> I, know I know this is France. I know how you feel about le communautarisme and all of these questions. I, I'm not dumb. Sure. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's sure. Job, and I'm going to treat everybody right and everybody's welcome. But at the same time, uh, there's a majority of black people interested on the mm. tour, with the tour. There is a majority of, of, of black people in general reaching out to me to talk about the tour, to book the tour. And I think it's good. I think it makes sure. that black people, especially black French people, would be interested in knowing a little bit more about the, the colonial past I was talking about. And these past two years, because of COVID, the demographic on the tours uh, changed because not sure. many Americans around anymore. I mean, yeah. back, but uh, for two years, I was doing mostly tours in French for French people, especially okay. young black French people. And when nice. we did the tour of the left bank on Saturday afternoon, when yeah. I was walking through the beautiful example garden with a group of 20, 25 young black people behind me, people were staring at us, interrupting me sometimes, asking me, who are you? What are you doing here? What are you talking about? Why, what, why would you talk about that? It doesn't happen all the time, but it happened mm. many times. Mm. And, um, and at the same time, there's this sort of French, you know, French rhetoric of we don't see color. Why would you talk about that? But in reality, when you have a group of 20 young black people, just talking everybody about sees you yeah. and everybody is like, and what are you? Why are you here? What are you doing? Like, yeah. Oh, uh, that person used to live there. Oh, this is the memorial for the abolition of slavery. People, people see us. So, so yeah, I don't know how to, <laughs> to conclude. Yeah, I mean, this is this is what I can say is my experience. I would say, just in general, which I which is something I don't really understand is that when I think I think sometimes I think what when we're living in a Western society or in a population where it's majority of Caucasian, they tend to ask the question, why do you need this special? thing black history month or black this or black that and that is because unfortunately all of our contributions to whatever countries we have been in are are not being taught in general it should not be and and the way to make that a point is like what you're saying if people were so colorblind and so inclusive and everything was sort of on everything was being all knowledge was being passed through about you know all the uh, sort of all the individuals who had influence throughout history no one would be looking at a group of black people walking through the street that should be a normal thing just like you don't look at a group of white people when they walk through the street and no one stops white people and asks them if their tours are political you know what i mean for them it's just a normal thing for them to see it in, a bunch of Caucasians walking around but when it's black people people are drawn and and that's sort of the thing that needs to be a normal thing we are consuming history sharing history about the things that interest us and should interest everybody for that matter to have a global perspective of all the contributions there are without it actually being a spectacle or something special to talk about right because if it was something that was normal and it was already in the conversation then everybody wouldn't be like oh what's this so i think even the fact 
that that happens is an indication that there's a lack of conversation around um, the inclusion of the contribution of, you know, immigrants, minorities from wherever they're, they're coming from, and especially sort of black history. I mean, as an American, there was a, so many black artists um, who I love who spent a lot of time in France. So I think black Americans have a special affection for France because of a, a, a certain amount of inclusion that was had that wasn't being had in the United States. But does that mean that France doesn't also have some of its, I wouldn't say necessarily racial issues, but I think more along the lines of classism and those two tend to line up. What you're talking about is, is a conversation that was started uh, when Josephine Baker was uh, was accepted in the Pantheon yeah. a few months ago, yeah. because uh, let's be a hundred percent clear, Josephine Baker was an amazing woman, and she a hundred percent belongs in the French Pantheon. I have absolutely sure. no problem. With yeah, but some people were like, "Is it because she's African American? Is it because uh, she represents a different type, a different type of activism?" Uh, she, of course, sometimes she was being critical uh, about France, but most of the time she would say that she was proud of being French and France gave her so, so much. And, um, and in a way, to, it's, a, it's a way to say, okay, that's the type of activism we like, respectable, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Hmm. It's not like young, pe young people, Black Lives Matter, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. Plus, we have a lot of political conversations that are similar, very similar sure. to what you guys might have in the U.S. Uh, so, you know, conversations about lubukism instead of wokeness. Uh, it's, 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 it's exactly the same. So, sure. yeah, so these questions are relevant in France as well, I think. Yeah, and I mean, I think, you know, I think the conversation comes up quite often how, you know, in the United States, we kind of have sub cultures inside of a culture you know we say african-american or cuban-american and a long time you know and i know in france they don't hyphenate sort of cultures with france and i you know and i think like my view around that has changed with time i think in the beginning i was like well we're all americans why do we have to have this hyphen and then i think in retrospect in maturity I think having that hyphen is also important because it, it includes the both. I don't have to erase a certain part of myself to be part of this thing as well. That both of those things have their separate identity but are put together and they can be celebrated together. What is your take on that? It's, it's, a, it's a very complex uh, uh, question. I, I think it, it exists everywhere. I, I don't think... It is such a, a like a, yeah. an American exception, and sometimes when we we talk about identity in France, we how do you say that? We tend to exaggerate uh, the, the 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 difference. If you if you walk around big cities like Paris or Lyon or Marseille, you will see that there are communities who do hmm. their own thing, uh, and it's normal. And it's not only people of color, by the way. It's it's also with, with white people. Sure, sure. Uh, communities as well. Uh, sure. It's just that the government doesn't necessarily want to uh, make it official or to, uh, to, to, 
yeah, to, to make it official and to say, okay, you, I don't know, there's the census and you should tell us what is your ethnicity or your race or your national origin. The, the French mm. don't, don't want to, 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 to talk about these issues. But it, it doesn't mean that France is not... Yeah, it's They're not because not you, you, about. You, hide, yeah. you hide yourself or you don't want to look at the mirror that it will make go away. The fact, yeah, that France is a Disappear. very, especially big cities, especially the Department of Overseas. France is, is really multi-ethnic and has a long, long, long history of connection with Africa, history. Uh, for instance. And you can, if you pay attention, you see it in the culture, you see it. Uh, in the geopolitics of France, that yeah, France is a country that has long, long right. history with the Caribbean, with Africa, with the Middle East, etc., etc., etc. So um, I don't know. I, I that's why sometimes I'm I'm a little bit reluctant to in France to engage in these really philosophical questions of universalism and what mm. is national. Mm. I'm like, yeah, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, uh, you don't have to talk about Voltaire <laughs> and Rousseau yeah. to answer the question of is France a multi-ethnic country. <laughs> yes, this is very true. So I want you to tell us a bit about what what can what what would you say is the experience on your tour? Are people surprised about how much information is there? What what are you what are you walking them walking them through? Just explain to me a bit about your tours and what people can experience there. There are for now there are two main tours. One tour is on the left bank and the other one okay. on the right bank. So the left bank is south of the river Seine, so it's the fifth and the sixth arrondissement, the, the one I've mentioned before. Yeah. Uh, okay. it's the tour that is about mostly about black intellectuals, black politicians. Okay. So we start from Can you give us an example? Yeah, of course. Um, so the, the first person I, I mentioned on the tour is Alexandre Dumas, who is Dumas was behind the Three Musketeers and Monte Cristo, and Dumas okay. was 25% black. What I mean right. is his grandmother was an enslaved woman from Haiti back when it was wow. a colony. And okay. nowadays, people were perfectly aware of it back in the 1800s, but mm. nowadays, for m most of the time when Dumas is being represented, he's represented nowadays as a white man. So, like 10 years ago, there was this movie about uh, Alexandre Dumas and it's Gérard Depardieu, white French okay. who plays Alexandre Dumas with a third of uh, a, a, a sort of um, a curly, nappy uh, wig uh, and, yeah. and a tan. And they don't mention anything about race. So I talk about whitewashing, for instance. Whitewashing. Sure, sure. Uh, and then on the tour, we talk about uh, the memory of slavery, because there's a memorial for the abolition of slavery on, on the route there. We talk about, yeah, like I said, black authors like James Baldwin or Aimé Césaire or Franz Fanon. We talk about the political representation of the, of the colonies uh, back in the 20th century when France mm. used to have this massive empire. So there were repercussions in, um, in the Senate, in the House. So we talk about a time when there were more black people in politics than nowadays. And it sounds crazy to sure. people to imagine that in the 1950s, there were more black people in the Senate or in the House or in the government. So there's yeah, yeah, the yeah. Things we talk about. We talk about also the rise of anti-colonialism. And then the, the other tour uh, starts with the 1920s and how African-American artists and soldiers brought jazz music to France. And we talk about... Uh, the Harlem Hellfighters, who were African-American soldiers who fought for France 
during the First World War. We talk a lot about Josephine Baker. We start talking about Josephine Baker on this tour. A couple right. of other amazing people. And then we end up the tour uh, in a neighborhood that you guys call it, in English, you call it Little Africa. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. So that's Chateau Rouge. Yes, that's right. <laughs> And, uh, you go there, there are uh, markets, African markets, yep. where you can find everything from food, Yeah, That's where I used to get my hair done. That's where I used to get my dreadlocks done. Yes, so <laughs> this is where we, we end up the tour. And people love it because it's a, it's a different take on the city. It's less, uh, less, less bourgeois, <laughs> less yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. class than the rest of the city, especially because... People imagine that Paris is, you know, uh, well, in all the movies, you don't see no, you don't see any black people, right? Yeah. I mean, I could tell you, I mean, and this is, and this is, this is a, this is true. You know, when I first came to Paris, like my first time visiting, I was shocked at how many black people were there. Like, Cause in the movies you don't see any, any, any black people. You don't see black communities. You don't see, and if it's minorities, they're in like it's some ghetto story, you know, about drugs or you know, you know, the same so storylines they do everywhere. So the, the, there are two ways, the two uh, most common ways to uh, portray black people, people of color on French TV. It's either, you know, someone um, saving from, them, someone saving them from poverty, or you know. someone saving them from their, from their toxic culture, from their toxic family. So it's a, a white man or white woman who's saving yeah. a Muslim or <laughs> immigrant from, from their own family. And that's about mm. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same in the United States. It's either violence, athletics, you know, music, um, everything is, you know, some sort of, it's. I would say there's very rarely, I think maybe more now, the celebration of black excellence. And, you know, there has always been a black middle and upper class. And I think the stories of that and, you know, who have normal lives and good educations and, uh, you know, that sort of thing is not put forward almost very rarely. Um, and I... And I don't know why that is, you know, but I think that hopefully in the, in this, I think the new generation is a lot more curious and, and I think people have to understand that, you know, when we talking about black history or celebrating that it's not to alienate as much as to open the conversation to understanding. I think that when you don't understand people or you don't understand something or a culture is very hard to connect with them. Now for, you know, as someone as an African American, I grew up in America. So I, and I know about Caucasian culture because that's what I grew up in and that's all I learned. So my abilities to navigate through, through that world is a lot, is a lot more and I kind of had to learn my black history because I was I didn't know anything about that you know which sounds odd as a black person that I had to educate myself about myself 
right about the roots that I came from and trying to find them I mean for you it's a bit different because you know where you came from and there's you know I think the documentation of Africans in France is is you have they have a lot more knowledge than than we do and and French people always ask me the question like what are your origins and in the beginning that was a really painful question for me because I don't know them right and yeah and and I think that's right. something that people have to understand that you know just because our skins are the same we don't all have the same experiences nor the same history nor the same connection and we're actually all learning about each other especially those countries that have been colonized that it's kind of re-educating ourselves on a history that we were separated 100%. from or at least in in my case as an american yeah yeah well i'm i'm really excited that yeah. you are helping to open that conversation and educating all of us um who 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 are excited to find out about those things we didn't know and and you know and paris is a city that I think you're always discovering. I think there's always something that you didn't see or didn't know. And so for those of you out there who have not taken this tour, I really encourage you to do so, to just get the full perspective of Paris and all its richness. And Kevy, I want you to just take some time to tell everyone where they can find you, um, repeat again the tours they can they can take and just give them all the information just how to to get in touch with you if they would like to go on one of your tours of course so uh on social media i um um active on instagram so it's le paris noir le like l-e then okay. the city of paris and noir n-o-i-r no e because it's masculine. okay right uh and um if you want to book a tour uh, for now, it's via email. So okay. I have, um, with my uh, associate, we, we work together. So he's taking care of all the, the bookings, all the questions and everything. So it's yeah. noir at gmail.com. And we are really reactive and we are so excited because Americans are finally coming back uh, to, to Paris. Uh, I, yes. I work a lot with American school, American students, you know, like uh, exchange programs and stuff and uh, people like that. So it's, it's really, really, really cool to see Americans coming back to, 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 to Paris. And, um, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I would be very happy to, to help. And we do tours on, on request, uh, in French or in English. Okay, great. And so for, you know, for all those listeners out there, if you didn't get that, you will be able to find all the details about Kevy, his tours, and how to contact him on the description page, either on my, um, we'll be writing an article about them, so you'll find them on my website, plus um, for the posts that will be on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and LinkedIn. So all his details will be there, and if you don't find them, you can always just send me a message. So I would just like to thank everyone for joining us today, and we look forward to speaking with you next time. Thank yes. you, Kevin. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you so much.